0: Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. Amen. Help me welcome our internet family, if you would. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated as Pastor Ryan mentioned, uh, you don't want to miss this Wednesday night, uh, very special service, some special music, and then I have some, um, just some strong things on my heart about peace on earth, where that comes from, what that really means, how do we have that for ourselves, and, and uh, so you just won't want to miss it, and a great night to invite some folks as well. And the service will be a little bit Christmassy, too, so that will help you a little bit as well. Well, we're in a series called What on Earth Am I Here For? And uh, if your mom made you come to church today, you're probably asking that. What on earth am I here for? Uh, We're glad you're all here. But we're talking in a bigger sense. What on earth am I here for? What is my purpose? What is my meaning? I want to dip back into last week and get the first part of this. We read from Psalm 100, and we learn a couple of things. And let me just go ahead and say this. God is God. You can bob your head if you agree, okay? God is God. He made me. I belong to him, and he'll take care of me. Amen. Anybody here buy into that today? I do. I do with all my heart. We're lost and sunk without that. But get, get it again. God is God. He made me. I belong to him. He takes care of me. So I am here. The first answer to this question, what on earth am I here for? I'm here for God. I belong to him. He made me. Um, and i 'm to live my life, you 're to live your life in a way that we would call worshipful. That means i 'm endeavoring to do what I think would be pleasing to the one who made me, who belongs, who I belong to, who takes care of me. So we live in that way, that brings him glory, which is kind of the end, goal and purpose of all of it. We talk a lot of around here about being happy, stable, fruitful, blessed. Why? So we could be a blessing. Why? To bring glory to God, which is the bottom line of it all. And so as we endeavor to do that and bring glory to God, in that whole process of living for God, living in a way that is worshipful, bringing him glory, I believe that we we come upon discovery. We come upon discovery of why I'm here. We find purpose. We find meaning. We find fulfillment. So let's think about this for a moment. Let me back into that. He made me. Everybody say he made me. And and let me just go first person for a moment. He made me. And he made me as an individual. And he made me unique. He made you as an individual. And he made you unique. There's only one of me. There's only one of you. Everybody say, "Thank thank God. And I don't mean that down on you. I mean that in the sense that it's less confusing that way. Okay? And so... He made me individual, unique, but he did not make me to be isolated. He didn't didn't make me to just kind of uh, be on my own. Think about it from Scripture here in the book of Genesis. It says it's not good for man to to be alone. So everybody say "Not not good. Then we see in the Proverbs, it says that a man who isolates himself, rages or pushes back against all sound or wise judgment. So to be alone is not wise. Everybody say, not wise. And then we also see in the book of Ecclesiastes, it says, woe, it's like a warning, woe to him who is alone when he falls because he has no one to help them up. So that's not safe. Everybody say, not safe. So to be alone is not good, it's not wise, it's not safe because look in 1 Peter chapter 5 here. Peter writes, be sober, be vigilant. He's talking about being super alert being watchful. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, and we looked at this first last week, uh, the root of that word adversary means against, okay? So your adversary, the one who's against you, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. This New Testament Greek word for devour has the idea to to gulp down, to swallow entirely. So this, this means that the enemy, of our soul is looking for lunch. He's looking for easy lunch, okay? And so that's why it's not good for us to be alone because he goes about as a roaring lion. You've seen the, the nature shows and you've got the lion stalking, you know, and there's the herd, there's the flock or whatever, and he's looking for lunch. He cannot swallow the whole group. So what he does, he looks for those that are on the edge, those that are on the fringe, those that are falling behind. Now get the message of this. And when he, he's looking for those that are alone, and they're alone for a number of reasons. They would be alone uh, because they got their feelings hurt. You know, sometimes we push away from them because we've gotten feelings hurt. Because Come on, everybody murmur just for a moment. That's what it sounds like, you know. And that's just enough to get you off track a little bit and get you off on your own. Sometimes you're really wounded. Sometimes you're wandering, you know, in in rebellion or backslidden or whatever. Or you're wandering about something. You got disillusioned by something. But you need need to not let man be your problem and and stay real close to the flock, to the herd, and, and to the father. Amen. And so it it is, Psalm 68 verse 6 says that, that God puts the solitary, he sets the solitary in family. Everybody say family. He puts us in family. That Old Testament Hebrew word for sets includes the idea of settles. So there's some permanency to it. There's some safety to all of that. So God puts us in family because that is good, that is wise, that is safe. He does not want us out on our own. And again, created individually and uniquely, but not in isolation, not just for ourselves. Can we get an amen to that? So the question again would be, what on earth am I here for? Well, our first answer was we're here for God. The answer today, building off of that, is right here, to belong to God's family. Read that with me. To belong to God's family. So what, am I, what on earth am I here for? What is my meaning? What is my purpose? It's to belong in God's family. And let me say that this is usually expressed through the local church. And there's local churches everywhere. We are the family of God, universal all over the world. But we, that is expressed better in local settings of, of your local church, okay? Now, our relationship with God is personal, but it's not private. When God made us, when God made us, he gave us gifts, talents, abilities, personality. He entrusted us with resources. He has given you experiences. He's done all of those things. But those are not just for you, okay? Your gifts and talents are not just for you in the mirror. You know, he said, well, I've got a great smile and I've got a good singing voice. Well, that's not for you to go in the the mirror and... Smile at yourself and sing you know, and i 'm quite an encourager and just to encourage yourself, you know I believe you should be able to encourage yourself, or you know I can bake pretty good i 'm going to make you look in the mirror i 'm going to make you slash me a pie you know it's just it 's just lost and weird if we don 't realize everything that you know, my time, my talent, my treasure, my touch, all of those things. They're not just for me. They are found, their purpose is found, first of all, within God's family. Amen. Amen. So we read in uh, uh, Romans 15.3 in the Message Bible, it says, Strength is for service, not for status. Strength is for service. So what God has entrusted us with, how he made us, is for the benefit of others. Look with me in Romans chapter 12. It says, "Just as our bodies—so stop real quick. How many of you have a body?" Oh, come on! <laughs> I, I didn't say you had to be happy with it right now. Just, <laughs> just okay. There you are. There you are. All right. Just as our bodies—everybody say my body. Just as our bodies have many parts. Are you all following so far? We have many parts, and each part has a special function. So it is, or in the same way with Christ's body, okay? So we are able to understand this concept in Scripture of the body of Christ because we have a body. We understand a lot about this. We are many parts. We could say we are the many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. So look at this in the message paraphrase. In this way, we are like the various parts of a human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole. We're asking the question, what on earth am I here for? What is my purpose? What is my meaning? Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Each of us finds our meaning and function as a part of his body. Look at this. But as a chopped off finger or cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? So since we find ourselves fashioned into all these excellently formed and marvelously functioning parts in Christ's body. So a body part by itself is shocking. Okay? It talked about a chopped off finger or a cut off toe. A body part by itself is a specimen should be in a jar in the laboratory laboratory it's just out of context let me just go ahead and say it it's creepy it's creepy uh when i was a kid there were saturday afternoon movies on tv y'all remember those sci-fi kind of movies fright theater and all, all kinds of things <laughs> And as a little guy, man, it was kind of scary. And I, I remembered a movie. I've thought about it over the years. And I went back and looked it up the other day. It was called The Crawling Hand. <laughs> Do you all remember that? Some of you? Yeah, 1963. Do you know who was in it? The sheriff in that movie was Alan Hale. He played the skipper on Gilligan's Island. Just, just wanted to connect all that. So this astronaut is in space. He has some kind of interaction with some alien whatever. So they cannot allow him to come back to the planet. So they kind of explode him in space. And so they think he's done with. But all of a sudden, on a beach, there's his hand. (laughs) And it's alive and well. And it crawls throughout the movie to go choke the people to get revenge. It's crawling up the the aisle of a movie theater and up on the seat and then chokes a guy out right in the theater. The guy driving his car, it got into his car somehow and is crawling up over the back seat, you know, to get the guy. That's just creepy. In the same way we're creepy. Not, you know, not presently, but you're, It's creepy. It's out of context. It's weird if we feel like we can function on our own, that we can have real meaning and purpose just doing our own thing. Lone Ranger Christianity just is not a reality. Amen. So, think body concerning this and think of belonging and belonging in the family of God. You know, there's kind of a catchphrase out there right now that I'm looking for community, I'm trying to find community. You want to be careful about just finding community. The reality is you need to find family and be found in family. That's a concept from the one who made us, that we're to be found within family. Scripture warns us actually too. let me summarize this way, you need to be careful who you are connected with. Now look at me squarely for this, listen, we are to be kind to everyone. And try it again. Second try usually works. We are to be kind to everyone. Okay? You got it? But we need to be careful about who we are companions with and who we are closely associated with. You need to be careful. But kind to everyone. Did you get that part? But we need to be careful there because here's a couple things. Sour people, sour people y'all get that sour people sour people scripture warns us it says that evil companions corrupt good character we're warned throughout the proverbs it says don't be a companion of fools you'll end up with destruction it says make no friendship with an angry man and with a furious man do not go it also says don't be found in association with those who are given to change. And what it actually means is those that are rebellious. And so you, who you hang out with, I put it this way, whoever you loiter with, you're going to litter with. <laughs> so you need to be real careful about who it is. But, but we're what? We're kind to everybody. But you have to be careful that you don't just find community with anybody. You need to find, your, find family and be found within family it's God's plan God's family and that is best expressed through the local church now think body for a moment look with me in the book of Ephesians Ephesians chapter 1 and he God put all things under his feet and gave him Christ to be head everybody say head 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 over all things to the what to the church watch this which is his what body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. We also see this in Colossians chapter 1 and some other places as well. And so the head, now think body, everybody say body. Christ, Jesus is the head of the body and the body is the church and the church is us and we are his body and we are his church, we are his body, we are the many parts We're the many parts. And all of it working together, just like your body. How many of you want your body to work together? You love it when all your parts work right, you know? And your body gets involved, and you need to to think body in in this sense. Um, The body is to do what Jesus did when he was here in a body. He went out full of grace and truth. And now the body is to do what the head directs us to do. So we have two vital relationships. Follow this closely. First of all, you and I, every one of us, the first vital relationship is our relationship to the head. Jesus is the head. So that first relationship, vital, is our relationship with him. Because if you're cut off from flow to the head, that can impact us. The second relationship, very vital, is our relationship to the other parts of the body. So all the other parts, just look around just a little bit. This is, this is part of the body. Go ahead. Don't be afraid. Just look around. Just look. So think body concerning this. Think of your own body for a moment. How many of you have ever threaded a needle before? You know what I'm talking about. All of your body gets involved in this, you know. And so you get the thread, you get it going, and you have to lick it. Some of you are saying, that's what I'm doing wrong. You got to lick it and then you got to hold it up, get it just right, make sure, and then go through. Watch your mouth. Right? And you're bending. What do your legs have to do with it? Nothing really. But I'm all in, right? You know, if you pour yourself a cup of iced, uh, hot tea or iced tea or whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's all in. You ever hit your funny bone? It's not funny. Whoever named that. But what happens when you hit your funny bone? You don't just. I mean, you get all in, don't you? Watch my face, too. I don't know why our mouth has to get involved in whatever we're doing, doesn't it? Here's, here's my point, though. You know, whatever we're doing, all the body's involved. When I got hurt like two years ago, just over, over two years ago, my whole body wasn't hurt. But because a part of my body, my whole body hurt. You know what I'm saying? Uh, My whole body, uh, only part of me couldn't function at that point, but I couldn't function at all because of, you know, injury. So the body is one. The body works together and how everything works together. There were things I couldn't do for a while with my left hand that I was used to doing with my left hand that right hand had to do. One of those was writing. Not good. Not good. But see, all of this works together. The body. We need to think body. There's a thing called the law of mutual supply. The law of mutual supply, which basically just simply means this. You need others and others need you. Just like in the body, one part of the body needs the other parts of the body and the other parts of the body need that part of the body. And we are best. We are better together. We are going to thrive, we're going to find our meaning, we're going to find our purpose, we're going to find our function best when we're in the setting of of the family of God. Amen. Amen. So virtually all blessings come through relationships. I won't expand on that so much right now, but just think about it. Virtually all relationships, blessings come through relationships. When we are connected in the body, we thrive and grow. When we're disconnected from the body, we wither and we die. And so, no wonder the enemy of our soul works so hard to get us isolated, to get us separated, get you upset at so-and-so, or I'm just tired of this, or what, whatever it would be, is to get you off by yourself. Because then you wither and you die. And instead, a plan of God is that you would thrive and you would grow. Can we get an amen this morning? Amen. Now, let's shift gears just a little bit. Even our overall health depends on being connected and belonging. Think about it. Um, virtually every, every problem, every emotional, psychological problem, let's go there. We don't talk enough about this in church. But every emotional, psychological problem that we have, everything from addictions to depression, they have aliena- alienation and emotional isolation at its core or close to it. Whenever someone is in recovery... You know, getting over something, getting free from something. Incidentally, on Tuesday nights, we have something called Celebrate Recovery. And it's to help folks to get free of life-controlling issues. And whenever any of us are moving toward freedom, recovery, getting over something, it's best done in relationship. You typically won't get well by yourself. You typically won't get free by yourself. And part of helping somebody to recover is also to help them to get connected at deeper and healthier levels than they currently are. Also think about this. People who feel disconnected or distant from God usually are not well connected to the body. Think about it. I want to say it again. Those that would feel disconnected or or distant from, from God, the head, they're usually not well connected to the body. There's something about us coming together that encourages us again in our relationship with one another and with, and with the Father God. Amen. With the head. You know, one of the reasons, part of the heart of us even wanting to have a campus on the other side of town, get this, is over a quarter of a million people, over 250,000 people in our county don't go to church at all. Now, I can't make any judgment on are they a Christian, not a Christian, are they close to God, not close to God, but all indicators would be that if you're not a part of a family, that creates distance from the, from the head, from the relationship with the Father. I want to give every opportunity we can to help people find family. God sets people in family, and in family, we're able to discover about the body of Christ. Amen. The New Testament is all about the body of Christ. People deeply connected, people supporting one another, people encouraging one another, people caring for one another, using their gifts, their talents, their abilities, get this, their experiences, their resources, their personality, all of those things together. We have to, all of us have to find a place where we can know and be known, love and be loved serve and be served we have to get in those places if we're going to be healthy and if we're really going to find our meaning and purpose here on this planet look with me in Romans chapter 12 verse 15 rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep come on read this with me rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep sometimes we're slow to rejoice with others who rejoice Somebody got a new car and a new wig in the same week. And we're like. (laughs) Right? Well, you better rejoice with them. Or you can never get either. Okay? And seriously, something goes good for others. "Eh." We need to learn to rejoice when the family of God rejoice with those who rejoice. And guess what? And weep with those who weep. If somebody else is hurting, we should all feel it. You hear me? One of my constant prayers to, to God in a lot of years of ministry now is I've been in full-time ministry since 1979. That's last century, y'all. And one of my prayers, constant prayers to God is keep my heart tender, keep my heart soft. I think the worst condition any of us can have is a hardened heart where you're just jaded and cynical. And you don't feel anything anymore. I don't want that. I don't think you're fit for ministry if that's the case. You've got to have a heart where you feel. And you know what? That comes at a cost because sometimes it hurts and hurts and hurts and hurts and hurts. And in our, in our role, in, in our function, you know, we're constantly getting news of the and, and then diving in with people in our, in our family that are going through things. And it, and it hurts. But you know what? That's where you're going to find so much meaning and so much purpose. Rather than just living our life unaffected by everybody else just doing our own thing, we are not made for that. Look in First Corinthians chapter 12. If one part, think body now, if one part hurts, every other part is involved in the hurts and in the healing. If one part flourishes, every other part enters into the exuberance. Can I get a good amen on this? Today? We're better together. It's in this context of family. It's in the context of belonging that we are able to see what is the meaning, what is the purpose, why do I have gifts and talents and abilities and experiences and personality and resources, why do I have all of those things? It is in the context of family that we find the full, the full function of those things. I took Alicia away uh, for a couple days this week, um, we just needed a little time and we're so ridiculous because we want to get away from everybody and all we do is talk about our kids the whole time. Maybe y'all, y'all ever done that before? And uh, our youngest daughter's getting married at the end of the month, you know. And so we are like real sentimental right now. And um, anyway, back to the message here. But um, we're, we went over to Disney and so we're driving over on the turnpike on Wednesday, kind of midday. And there in the median, uh, we saw it a mile or so away, we see a lot of smoke coming up. And then when we got a little closer in the median on the other side, there was, there was some raging fire. No first responders were there yet. But this was a beautiful thing that I saw. People, what, what brought them all together was what was going on, okay? And people had pulled over and there was a guy in a business suit with a fire extinguisher he must have had in his car. There was a guy who looked like Joe Tourist. You know, socks and sandals and shorts, and he had a fire extinguisher, and he's, he's out there. There's a guy with a big pickup truck, and he'd kind of turned his truck a little bit to block traffic. There's a little, little old lady looked like to me in a Prius. She had her hazard lights on. Here's the beautiful thing. Everybody who came and showed up did what they could do used what they had, and just were who they were. There's a guy kind of, you know, acting like he's directing traffic and all that. Buddy, that's not your gift. You need it. You need it. <laughs> but see, it's the beauty of the family. You know, the thumb can only do what the thumb can do. My grandson Gavin thinks the thumb is for pictures, Every picture. But you can only do what you can do, whatever part of the body that you are. Sometimes you can't add to it. That's why when we're threading the needle, the legs are involved. It's like, we're we're in this too. We did this. We're doing this. It's the beauty of the body functioning together in this way. Right now, I'm walking with two families through, and I've known them for years and years and years, part of our church. And both families are going through different things, and they're going through things that honestly a year or so ago, none of them would have thought we'd ever have to go through those things. And they're going through some real difficult things. And I can't help them. I can't help them in that I can't fix it for them. But I can love them. I can pray strong prayers for them. I can encourage them. I can let them know I'm here. I can uh, say some things. And just, I think just letting them know I'm I'm there and I'm here. And they, they keep me updated on the the progress and the, and the updates on things like that. And you know, that's, there's something very fulfilling, painful because you're feeling what they're going through, but I want to feel, I, because you know what? If I hurt, I want others to hurt for me. Uh, we were cleaning out some stuff the other day and Alicia found a, a box and a bag full of cards, hundreds of cards from when I got hurt about two years ago. And I'd read them all, But I just wanted to thumb back through them all again. Can't keep them forever. Got to get rid of some stuff sometime. But before we did, I just wanted to go through them all again. And you know what? It didn't fix me. It didn't heal me. But you know what it did? Just the whole idea had me in tears and had me full of joy. Just the idea that somebody would take a pen, buy a card, write something, put a stamp on it. In the old-fashioned way, put it in the mail. And for it to come, you know what? It makes you feel strength. It makes you feel part of something. And we're made for that. The law of mutual supply, not just that it supplies us, but that we supply others as well. What on earth am I here for? What on earth are you here for? We're here for God. We're here for God. We belong to Him. We're to live our life in such a way that's going to bring glory to Him. And God has designed, second question again, what on earth am I here for? We're here to be a part of the family of God. We're here to be a part and just be who you are. Do what you can do. You know, use what you have. That's what we do. And when all of that comes together, we find our meaning, we find our purpose, and we find our highest function on this planet. It all begins with the family of God. Because if you'll remember in the book of Galatians, it says this. Let us do good to all but especially those of the household of faith or the family of God. If we can't get it right within the family of God, we're not really going to be able to help the rest of the world that's around us. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm going to stop right there. Did you get anything at all out of this this morning? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hey, I see some Parkers. Give them a, a big God bless. Thank you. Real quick, let's have our heads bowed here just for a moment. Father, thank you. Thank you for making us, wanting us, loading us, and wiring us for your purposes. Thank you that you set the solitary in family. God, help us to find our place, be what you've created us to be, and find the blessing, the, the meaning, the fulfillment of living within family. I thank you in Jesus' name. I want to invite everybody to pray this prayer with me right now. Father God, I come to you now in Jesus' name. Jesus who loves me gave himself for me. Lord, I love you. I give myself to you. I ask you right now, come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Savior and be my Lord. And by the blood of Jesus, shed for me, forgive me right now of every sin. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Make me brand new. And now fill me with your peace, with your joy, with the Holy Spirit, and with the assurance. You'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart, God hears it. It counts. And you're in the family of God. You have a relationship with God through Jesus. It's important that you grow in that relationship. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, our prayer team is going to be across the front afterwards. Please come and share with them, hey, I prayed that prayer today. They have something they want to give to you to help you and encourage you in your next steps with God. And uh, if you need prayer for anything as well, you're welcome to come and they'll pray for you. It's been a good morning. Amen. Well, God bless you. I love you. Hey, I love being in the family of God with you, too. You're dismissed. Peace. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.